Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the Long Beach 30, a weekly podcast brought to you by the Long Beach Post and the 562.org. I'm your host, Mike Gardabasio, joined as always by the grape-flavored dip, JJ Fiddler. Exhale. Each week in just 30 minutes, we'll be bringing you the best news, politics, and entertainment from the city where it's time for Dodger Playoff Baseball. Oh, my blue heart is thumping. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Be sure to tell your friends on Twitter and Facebook. This week, we're talking about the vape ban with Jason Ruiz. We're also going to talk about what the city's trying to do to alleviate parking problems, all of that, and all the top news stories in the city after the break here on the Long Beach 30. Mike just mentioned it. Dodgers are in the playoffs once again. I've got my fingers and my toes crossed. I'll be watching every possible pitch with as much gusto as I possible. I've got no time to think about anything else. Can't even think about food. So you know what I'm going to do? Oh, I'm going to order myself some Naples Rip. Oh, I like where you went. Oh, yeah. Sitting there with some playoff baseball with the hog pack. Ooh, that chicken, that delicious, delicious rib sauce that they have. And you get the two rib sauces, too. You get the original and the sweet. They're both good. So check it out. I Naples would drink a gallon of the sweet sauce. Oh, without question. <laughs> it will be our ticket to the World Series Championship. <laughs> Naples Rib Company. Tell them 562.org sent you. All right, let's start by taking a look at the top news stories from around the city. Story number one, JJ, I almost needed to put a pearl necklace on so that I could clutch my pearls. (laughs) (laughs) This this place means a lot to you. There was a small fire at Paw's Pumpkin Patch like the night before it was going to open. And so someone just, I'm on Facebook, I'm in all the, you know, 10,000 Long Beach Facebook groups or whatever. I thought you were about to say there was a Paw's Pumpkin Patch Facebook group. Oh, of course there is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have a page. Wow. They have a page. It's not a group. Anyway, not someone yet. puts up a video from PCH of a fire at the pumpkin patch. Yeah. And my heart, straight to my throat. Straight to my throat. Because not just for me, but more for my kids. And then for all of the kids in Long Beach. Because whenever you go to Pa's Pumpkin Patch in October, it's just like, I don't know. It's whatever, whatever the equivalent of a high school reunion would be for first graders. <laughs> you know, it's a kindergarten reunion or whatever. You Do you know go what to I mean? that same place to get your Christmas tree too? Uh, we go there every year because it's like a nice experience yeah. and stuff. And then sometimes we buy the tree there. Sometimes we buy the tree somewhere where it's cheaper. First know? time I saw that setup yeah. for the Halloween, then Christmas, both used the same spot. Yeah. I was just like, then now that's how you do an open lot. Yes. That's how you handle a big open space next to a parking lot. You just put awesome family activities tied to holidays. Well, and we, as I, as I said, it's definitely not the cheapest. It's, about the, it's a place you go for the experience, right? And it's that experience of, hey, kid, you live in a big city. Uh, we could go to a Dodgers game. We go see Dodgers playoff baseball. We could go see someone at the Rose Bowl. Like We can see all the stuff you get from a big city, but I'm going to spend this little bit of extra money to pretend that we live in Iowa for two hours on a Saturday that it's like this great small town feel at these community, you know, Christmas tree, obviously uh pause is not the only place that does that, but the pumpkin patch definitely like that's a special yeah. spot in the city. And like everyone who grew up, especially in the suburban area or the, the Belmont shore area, like everyone went there at some point. Now we get our pumpkins maybe from Trader Joe's, they're yeah. $2 instead of like 
$15. We still go to Paws Pumpkin Patch. The kids do the rides. You know what I mean? We get You're still popcorn. giving Paws Pumpkin Patch some money every year. Yeah, for sure. And oh. I always will because I because to me, that's one of the things that's special about Long Beach. If you live in Los Angeles, you you know what I mean? You live in downtown LA, you don't have a pumpkin patch on Figueroa. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if everybody knows about this, this about you, but you are a huge Halloween guy. Correct. Massive Halloween guy. Halloween's your favorite holiday, yes? Um, I don't know. Probably now that we have kids, it would probably be Christmas just because it's such a big deal to them that that's my, that's probably my favorite day of the year as a dad. But okay. for me personally, yeah, Halloween, definitely. Okay. What's your feeling on pumpkin spice? Um, I don't really eat most of the products that pumpkin spice comes in. This is phenomenally interesting to me. You love Halloween, but you're not a huge pumpkin flavor fan. Well, cause I don't drink coffee. And so like, I don't drink like the pumpkin. What is it? You like PSA? pumpkin pie? I do like pumpkin pie. Okay. Yeah, and I like sweet potato pie. Maybe as well. that's where the fire started. They were just trying to make some pumpkin pie. <laughs> they, they did not. Uh, I did not see a final uh, call on what the cause was. Well, Mike, but the good news is, it's three feet of dry hay. I know over a like fifty wires. yard by fifty the, yard yes, square sure. covered in wires. So <laughs> they I'll, take, did, uh, I'll take a guess. They they did. It, it was resolved. The video was more alarming than the situation actually is. They got the fire put out. They're open for business. I know people who've gone already. We haven't gone yet, but uh, but good news. That was narrowly averted disaster. That would have been like it would have been one of those years that kids talked about. Like my generation <laughs> talks about uh, the El Nino year where a tornado touched down in East Long Beach. <laughs> Vincent's generation would talk about. You remember when that fire <laughs> shut down the pumpkin patch? It was the week of the big game. I remember. <laughs> um, speaking of old timey headlines, because a fire at your local pumpkin patch is an old timey headline. Yeah, definitely. Um, Coin, the coin bandit has been arrested. There were two. <laughs> there was a duo. Uh, Caleb Jamal Griffin and Owen Lazaro Thompson were arrested in a multi-state coin store burglary spree. This is next level stuff because I was not aware that coins were so lucrative and that you could move them so easily. Like incandescent I mean, headmasks. Makes sense because they're. I guess they're still valuable. I think it was like baseball cards. It's like who's still buying those? That's good. Yeah, exactly. But if people are still buying them, I mean, you could put quite a few coins in your pocket. But aren't you then just selling the coins to other stores you have yet to rob? So check this: these two guys, one of which is from Long Beach, Caleb Griffin, uh, twenty years old of Long Beach, arrested on Sunday, according to the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, which worked with local law enforcement agencies on the case. They're the subject of a federal complaint charging that they committed 21 early morning burglaries of collectible coin and precious metal stores and a federal firearms licensee. They stole more than, quote, $292,000 worth of coins and merchandise. And I'm with you. I would have thought that would be the entire coins market across America. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently not. Apparently, you wow. know, the pumpkin patch way of living extends to uh, collectibles. Who as knew well. stealing money was the best way to steal money? Um, okay, speaking of not stealing money, but raising money, one of the great stories up at lbpost.com that you can go check out right now from our buddy Kelly Puente um, is a roundup of how the first council district candidates have been doing in terms of fundraising. Um, they just had a uh, financial reporting deadline come across. Mary Zendejas, who I would assume would be the favorite, uh, has raised $60,000 
so far. Uh, Misi Tagaloa, probably the other front runner, uh, has raised $55,000, more than $40,000 of which came from his own donation to his campaign. Shouts to Misi. That's the politician of the future, one who runs themselves. <laughs> uh, Ray Morquejo has raised $26,000, mostly from individual donors, everyone else under $15,000. But um, I think, obviously, these things are useful. You Typically, the candidate that raises the most money does the best because they can spend the most money. That this is, is America. This is definitely still America. Um, but uh, the, the the Post does a great job of doing that kind of what I think of as like service journalism. Just like we're just going to we're going to get these numbers and we're going to put them in one place for you. Um, OK, uh, we're going to talk about this issue a little bit more with Jason Ruiz in a few minutes. But I wanted to I wanted to run this by you, JJ. What do you think of last night? the city council voting to move forward with a ban on vaping products in the wake of hundreds of people getting uh, lung diseases and even some fatalities. I think you and I have talked about this before. I'm not sure we've done it on the show, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But from the day I saw the first e-cigarette, I thought, you know, I went to health class a couple times and I remember one thing they told me, don't get your lungs wet. And it looks yeah. like that's exactly what that whole process is. So to me, it's surprising that people dying of this stuff has come years later. I thought it was going to be right around the corner. Like right. two scientists out of three believe that, you know, smoking a vape gives you early emphysema or, um, you know, any, any malady of the lungs. So I'm not shocked. I am, however, a little bit surprised that people are taking such a big deal approach to this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, ban vape. Big deal. Like, I, like, who really honestly cares that much about being able to buy vape at a 7-Eleven? If you want to buy it, you'll find a place to buy it. Right. Just don't have it in our city. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, that's basically where I come down to. I mean, I, you, you know, like, I, I would be fine with just, like, well, hey, we don't sell cigarettes anymore, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, like, <laughs> for me personally, it's, it's all sort of, like, if we have things that we know are killing people, <laughs> like, why are we selling them to anyone generally? But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Especially because of exactly what you just said, like, there, the city law doesn't extend to Amazon. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, it is not like it's a federal ban or anything. Right. You're just trying to keep the casual, uh, the casual buyer from picking it up and then, you know, getting hooked or yeah, or kids dying. from swiping it or like yeah. whatever. You know. Um, the other issue we're going to talk about with Jason in just a minute is uh, the city doing what they're calling a red curb audit, which is mean a look around the city to see if they could free up a couple extra spots here and there by de-redding some of the curbs. As a Belmont Shore resident, Dog, your thoughts? This story, like, kind of melted my brain a little bit <laughs> because I tried, to, I tried to put myself in a position where you're in a room with people who are putting a city together. You got to keep them safe. You got to have uh, the ability to put fire uh, hydrants so that you can put up fires, police, yeah. blah, blah, the whole thing. And what this story tells me is that within that meeting, there was somebody being like, you know what? Let's extend that red curb just a little bit further. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do this a little bit more on this side. Let's push the envelope on red curbs. What? Yep. What? Why? Why would you ever think that more red curbs is a good thing for a major metropolitan city? I don't understand it. I'm glad they're doing this. But to be honest with you, I'm kind of Drop. disappointed that this is even a possibility. Yeah, for sure. For the years and years that I've driven by red curbs here in Long Beach, I'm kind of retroactively pissed. I actually, and I didn't bring this up when when uh, when we talked with Jason, but I kind of like what you, you said, was it last week or the week before you were talking about people needing to be better at parking? Yeah. And here's my thought. 
there are definitely areas of this city where you could extend this to almost a public health crisis in that we know that commuting, and I'm going to assume looking for parking, which is even more annoying than commuting, we know that it's bad for human beings. Like, it's bad for your blood pressure. It's bad for your heart. So, like, why not use some money on an education campaign about how to park? Do you know what I mean? I really like that. Like, why not be? Why not have flyers and postings in these impacted areas and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. And this is one of those things we all might have thought, oh, if everyone could get on board, we could do this. Well, let's all get on board. Do you remember you know? those ridiculous don't water your lawn to save water billboards that were all over yes. the place? And then finally, the L.A. Times did a story about how it takes a gallon of water to make one almond. Right. And everyone's like, you know, about what? how over half of the city's water goes. Yeah. The state's water goes to agriculture. I don't yeah. think the two cups I dump <laughs> on my hydrangeas are going to make a difference. If we can have money to spend on that stuff, we should have money to spend on this stuff. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Jason Ruiz talking about what JJ and I were just talking about, the ban on vaping products in the city. I almost said the van on vaping products in the city, <laughs> as well as this red curve audit. Stick around. If you don't know, you absolutely should. It's the week of the big game, Long Beach Poly and Wilson football going head-to-head for Long Beach football supremacy on Friday night at Wilson High School. We've got a full breakdown of the game, the matchup, the history, and everything this week on What Up Long Beach. So make sure you find that show wherever you find your fine podcasts. We welcome on our buddy, Jason Ruiz. Jason, welcome to the show. Co-founder of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You you need an EP credit at the very minimum on it at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And and royalties. You've been, uh, well, I'm afraid uh, that's going to be a disappointment to you, my friend. You've been been a busy guy the last couple days. Uh, The city council meeting alone was like a three. Do you judge council meetings by like how many headlines they give you? You're like, that was a three headline meeting. I judge them on how many headaches they give me. Yes. Yeah. Just straight, what time did they end, basically? No, last night was fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, last night there was quite a bit of big news. Um, first off, we talked to Stephanie uh, Rivera last week about the potential vaping ban, and uh, that has uh, pro- proceeded. It's not official yet, right? They right. have to write the ordinance. They still have to write it. So, so unlike, unlike break, the- break down that process for people who are just seeing the headline like, oh, the city council is going to ban vaping. Right. Like, what, what's happening? They are going to ban it in some way. But it's not banned today. It's not going to be banned tomorrow. They still have to bring this thing back and then vote on it twice. So you're, even if they expedite this and the city attorney's office brings it back next week, the earliest it could go into effect is what next week is the uh, 8th? Yep. The 8th. Then they'd have to vote on it again the 15th. And then 30 days from then, would if the mayor signed it the next day, so... No, mid-November is the earliest this could possibly happen. Okay, so you have six weeks to stock up on it's, your potentially toxic vape products. It's probably not going to. Ha- it's probably not going to go into effect until like closer to the the beginning of the year, right? If I had to guess. So we talked with Stephanie some on why the city council and many uh, many many different organizations, like I think the county is also going forward with something, the state and everything mm-hmm. else. Why people are doing this because of the um, the lung issues that were coming up. Um, what was the discussion like last night? Was there an opposition to this? Were people pretty much like, yeah, this seems like the obvious thing to do? Or how, how did it how did it go at the council meeting? Well, I mean, there was obvious opposition from like 
vape store owners because uh, vape ban would you know obviously be bad for business. It's not like taking crackers out of a grocery store. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, like banning uh, groceries. It's like taking cars out of a car <laughs> store. Yes. <laughs> uh, grocery store, you can't sell groceries anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, so uh, I think the, the number was there are 13 vape-only stores in the city okay. and about 490 stores that have a license to sell vaping products. So, I mean, those 490 stores probably sell other things, so it might not be that big of a hit to them. But to the 13, like, it's, it's a big deal. They're like, this is, like, my livelihood, so could we not ban it? I, I mean, and they had people arguing that, um, that it's a – a healthier alternative to smoking, which I don't think has been scientifically proven. Right. Um, it definitely has gotten people off cigarettes. Like, I mean, we have somebody in this office that, that uses one and he used to smoke a, a pack a day. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I think they should be banned just because they're really uncool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, he, he calls it his mouth fedora, you know, because lots of people have them, but nobody looks cool when they're no. wearing a fedora. Yeah. The, yes, and like fedora, many people who have them do think they look cool yes. because they have them. Yes. Um, it's a very special bubble that some people get to exist in mentally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it, that, that, is an, that is an interesting issue because there certainly are, as you said, was it 13 vape-only vape stores? Vape-only, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're basically, you'd be passing an ordinance that's, just essentially saying you're not allowed to be here anymore, right? Yep. I mean, <laughs> but it, but I mean, it might not it might not even matter because earlier in the day on Tuesday, the county board of supervisors passed a ban, which theirs will actually go into effect thirty days from yesterday. From yesterday, so that so basically, if you had plans to buy a lot of vaping products on Halloween, yep, that's tough. Yes, you're gonna have to go to Orange County. But even more beyond that, the county asked the governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, to enact a statewide ban. Right. So, I mean, it may not actually matter what the city does if the state, like other states have already done, and go ahead and enact a ban statewide because there are people dying, they, there are people getting sick, um, and they don't know what's causing it. Uh, they have determined that it's not the legally and highly regulated cannabis market that exists in the city because the, right. the ban does does not repeat, does not <laughs> extend to cannabis vapes. Right. But... It's just flavored nicotine vapes. And flavored nicotine products. So you can't right. go and buy like, a, I don't know, grape-flavored dip. <laughs> that sounds disgusting, <laughs> but... Uh, you, you shouldn't be dipping. You, you just yeah. got JJ's attention with grape flavored dip, <laughs> grape Kool Aid flavored dip. Yeah. So any any kind of flavored products, uh, whether they be vape or actual like tobacco, uh, you just you can't get it. Uh, yeah. Once this ban goes into effect, uh, maybe the state does it statewide. But yeah. So it's just a, an excess of caution. And, and you know, the councilwoman Price, who was the the author and uh, of this motion and brought it to the council. I think she summarized why they're doing it pretty succinctly when she said, we don't know what's killing people, but I don't want to be responsible for somebody dying here because we didn't act to stop it here in Long Beach. And two people from Long Beach have already been uh, reported as having a vaping-related injury or illness. So, I mean, maybe they were lucky and they didn't die. So, as I mean, we were talking about this earlier in the office. It's like they had to make a choice. And I was talking to one of the council members last night. I said they were really in a lose-lose situation because they either act with an abundance of caution and put a ban in place, in which case a business or 13 businesses die, uh, or they don't act and then somebody potentially dies and then they would catch flack for not taking action on it. 
Yeah, so, and I think if you talk to any elected official, it's a pretty easy, <laughs> you know, cost-benefit analysis on on the risk assessments there. Um, okay, well, well, we'll have more on that going forward. Uh, as Jason mentioned, the city council has passed their ordinance, so that will go out, be written, come back for two votes, uh, but sort of superseding that, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors has already taken action that will come into effect uh, right around at the end of the month. The other uh, major news was... Uh, I feel like parking in Long Beach is such a, it's like a, it's like an old chestnut. You know what I mean? It's a, that's the story everyone just loves to come back to and yell about and vote on different things and write about it and everything. JD and I, uh, when we wrote at the student newspaper at Long Beach State, we would always joke about that. It's like everyone, the first week of the semester, everyone comes in and we get 40 pitches for, I want to write something about parking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, What is the city thinking of doing to try and ease the parking shortage uh, for people who, who are trying to leave their cars somewhere not running? <laughs> well, okay, so there are a few areas in the city that obviously parking is a real issue. Like it's a, it's a quality of life issue. Like living in the burbs. Yeah. I have now felt my quality of life be impacted if I have to park across the street. I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, Are I you did, kidding? Because uh, there's people in my neighborhood who will get mad if you park in front of their house because they like, don't want to park in front of the next guy's house. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird, like you turn into like this weird, like parking Clint Eastwood character. Where you're yeah, like, for you know, sure. Don't you're park sitting in, on your porch with a 12 gauge. <laughs> don't park in front of my lawn. Uh, but no, no, it's a, it's a real issue. Like especially down to, downtown, uh, Belmont Heights, you know, Alameda Beach. Alameda Beach. I mean, we, when, you know, JJ lived on the peninsula for a couple years and... And yeah, I mean, that was like, we would time when I was going over to his place for us to talk about the 562 and work together because it was like, well, I can't come over at eight o'clock because right. I'm not going to be able to park. Right. You know, like, whereas, as you mentioned, obviously in, in East Long Beach uh, or some of the, the less uh, dense areas, it's just like, I could, we could, 30 people could go to my house right now. We'd all be able to park within a 20 second walk of my house or something like that. Right. So, and we, we, I experienced the same when I lived in Rose Park where, you know, me and my now wife were able to afford the extra money to park in this tiny garage. We could barely fit the car in anyway. Right. But we had to like coordinate. All right. Like, well, I'll drive tonight, but you better swing your car around and park in my spot when I leave because it's not going to be there in five minutes. And then, right. if, it, and then if we come home late, we're going to have to park in Alameda Beach. I mean, right. You know, it's, and it's bad. So poignant to the story is that it's a red curb audit, unnecessary red curb. On that block where we used to live, there was unnecessary red curb. So what is unnecessary red curb? So it's red curb that exists, and and if it were to be removed, uh, at least according to the council, it was Councilwoman Price again who brought this forward, uh, she said, we, we want to look at removing red curb that if it were to be removed, didn't cause a safety issue. Like it's not going to... It's not going to make it harder to see other cars coming different directions. Right. Um, it's not blocking a fire hydrant type thing. So this, what I'm going to reference here is unnecessary red curb. I'm not exaggerating. It had to be about like 25 feet of red curb. So a couple cars. It was a couple cars. Yeah. 
and there was no, there was nothing there. You know, nice clear line of sight. So how did this? Uh, the, did the unnecessary red curbs get put in by someone who just painted the curb in front of their house red? I mean, like why? <laughs> like why do we have curbs painted red that don't need to be? I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I, I will tell you that it didn't stop people from parking there. Yeah, you just you just parked and you're like, I hope I don't Fingers get a ticket. Crossed. Yeah, I hope yeah. I don't get a ticket because. Well, th- so my Shar and I both grew up in East Long Beach and have remained there. She went to school at UCLA. And so for four years, I was commuting up to Westwood, and it was exactly what you just said. People would literally just, like, when it was street sweeping time, there's nowhere else to park your car. Yeah. So you're just like, well, I'm just going to drive around. I'm going to, like, hope that I hear the street sweeper coming from far (laughs) enough away that I can run down to the lobby, go out, get in my car, drive it away, follow him, and then park back in the same spot. Man, you've never felt more alive, though, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sprinting out to your car in your pajamas. And, 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 8 a.m. on a Saturday as a 19-year-old college student, yes. Right. And we're joking about it, but it's not It's it's not funny when it, this is actually your reality. No, it, like is, not, it is not funny. Yeah. It, is definitely, it was not funny at the time, and it is not funny for my friends living in Belmont Shore and Alameda Beach. And certainly not for – I didn't know you were in Rose Park. I feel of the places I've been in Long Beach, I feel like Rose Park was the most frustrating for me. I usually am going places in the middle of the day, yeah. so there's usually parking for me, but Rose Park, there's never any parking. No. And, you know, the, so the, the, the audit, uh, I, I talked to somebody from Public Works last week for the advance that we wrote on this story. Um, they, they said that, you know, the red curve audit, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an idea, and ideas are always welcome in a city like Long Beach where there are parking impacted areas, but they were kind of less optimistic that it was going to create a lot of parking. I mean, when you live in these areas, like, a parking spot's like a big improvement. Like, cool, we have one more place to park. Right. But in terms of, like, creating a large, like, a hall of parking, uh, they said, you know, Angled parking spaces are usually more beneficial in in, in the, the projects that they've done recently. Um, those can add you know maybe ten spots versus right. one or two. So um, they're gonna they're gonna go forward. They have to find a consultant to figure out how much this is gonna cost. But they're gonna go forward with it, and it may or may not create some spots in your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, depending on. I mean, fingers crossed for everyone who's listening who needs spots in the neighborhood. And if you and if you think that there's unnecessary red red curb space, you know maybe uh, send it. To your, send a picture to your council member's yeah. office, and they can add it to the audit or make sure somebody goes out there and checks it out. I, I was, you know, JJ and I. Obviously, there's all this conversation about Broadway, right? About like who who are the who are the streets for in Long Beach? Are they for cars driving? Are they for bikes riding? Are they for pedestrians? Are they for cars being parked? And I think there's a clear cut signal from the leadership in the city that they want to move to a more walkable, bikeable like city plan. Mm-hmm. That's like very obvious. But something JJ and I have talked about, like there was a study that came out a while ago about how low the percentage of people who live in Long Beach that actually work in Long Beach is. But it, it is primarily, it's a commuter town, right? And so the reality of life for most people who live here is I've got to get in a car and drive to work, usually mm-hmm. in another city, oftentimes quite far away. And then I have to drive home sometimes after many other people have gotten home and find a place to park my car. And I, I, I don't want to say that it doesn't seem like prior to this, the city had been aware of that or sensitive to it. It just seemed like they're pushing pretty hard in a different direction. You know what I mean? And so I'm curious to see if this is the start of, I mean, by far, if you're on Facebook or wherever else, parking is the number one thing people in Long Beach like whine about, right? If you drive up Pine at about 530 yeah. every night, you'll see... A growing 
train of cars parked in the in the middle of the street with their with their hazards on. They're not delivering anything. Right. They're either parked or waiting for a parking spot to open up. Right. And I mean that's probably a really foreign sight for somebody that lives in a neighborhood like mine where, you know, you get mad if somebody parks in front of your house. Right. Uh, but but but, I, but that's but that's exactly the issue is like as you said, I mean, it's it's one thing to joke about it does seem in many ways like a trivial thing to be complaining about. And we have issues yeah. with, you know, vaping <laughs> or homelessness, whatever else. But yeah, I mean, like I've been in that situation. I think everyone in the room has been in that situation of, man, I just worked a 12 hour day and now I'm going to spend a half hour in my car burning gas, you know, polluting the environment, right. looking for a place to literally just leave the car. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that there is a solution to it because we aren't yet in a Southern California where people can really give their cars up easily. Yeah. That's, it's not like Chicago where you can just like jump on the red line or something you right. know, and go to work. And I, you know, I had friends who moved to Chicago, lived there for two years, no car. Right. It's fine because they had great public transportation. If you, have you ever taken the bus from East Long Beach to downtown? It takes, Oh yes. My wife, like an hour. my <laughs> wife and I both have frequently taken uh, public transportation uh, when my car broke down in college. And then because we were in college, that meant we didn't have a car public transportation from East Long Beach to UCLA and back, oh, wow. which took about two and a half hours. I was going to say two and a half days. Yeah. <laughs> well, but so again, it costs you $11 or something and two and a half hours one way. Right. So it's like, again, it's, 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 uh, a good ideal to reach for being more of a car-free society, but we're not, we're clearly far away from that and still. I, and I think that's, that's at the root of a lot of people's uh, frustrations. Um, I think it's easy for some, some people to write off uh, the complaints as, you know, people who are against change or, you know, they're just older and they're not, you know, right. they're not with it. But the reality is, is, like you said, like there are, People, most people, a lot of people who live here have to commute to work. There's no viable public transportation option. Right. And at the end of the day, you don't want to be circling the block, you know, looking for a spot to park. Nope. It's not what I want to do with my free time. No. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, and, and you're not even going to be able to suck on your grape-flavored dip, you know, while you're doing it. Uh, you can get it on the internet. <laughs> Breaking news from Jason. You can still get your grape flavored dip on the internet. However, it might be the kind that kills you. I don't know. I, a disclaimer. It's not a personal I'm not, Yeah, this is not an Jason. endorsement for anything on the internet. All right, brother. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for keeping us up to date, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Our thanks to Jason for joining us. We're going to wrap up, as we always do, with the Long Beach Soapbox. I've sort of already stepped up on one, uh, on mine, a little bit earlier when talking about Pa's Pumpkin Patch. But I just want to say this. When I was growing up, what I heard from every adult around me was that the great thing about Long Beach was that it's a big city that feels like a small town. And I think, for me, that's always been true my whole life. It's a city with a half a million people. But for people like me, people like you, either people who grew up in the city or who are active in it, Every time I leave the house, I see a friend of mine. I mean, and I love that feel. And I just wanted to say there's been under um, the current city leadership a really wonderful focus on the big city part of Long Beach. I think they've done a great job developing downtown, bringing up a lot of areas that used to be really be struggling, and sort of bringing the city forward into the 21st century, which it really desperately needed. My point is, and this is more of a community thing than the city, let's focus on the small town part too. Let's focus on places like Paz Pumpkin Patch and making sure that there's more 
places and events like that. My kids have a calendar full of fun, free Halloween stuff they're going to do this month. We're going to the El Dorado Nature Center to go trick-or-treating there. A lot of the different city council people around the city from North North Long Beach to East Long Beach have put on jazz festivals or you know, parties at Whaley Park. There's a snow day in East Long Beach that the kids all love. Let's think about those issues as well. And as we're moving forward with the budget and everything else, let's make sure that the city is focusing on the small town as much as it's focusing on the big city. Amen. Well said. I'll keep mine short. My soapbox for the week is don't litter. Don't throw things on the ground that for the belong in the trash can. God, We've got litter. enough problems with getting trash to the proper location, which is the ever-growing uh, landfill problem. So just put it where it belongs. And, and honestly, let's all decide today, three a day, right? You ever heard that? Pick up three pieces of trash a day. It's yes. very easy where I live down on Belmont Shore. You just have to walk on the beach. They're, they're right there. So just don't litter. As my dad used to say, don't be a litter pig. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a big fit, a big fit classic right there. That's Indeed. a gem. All right. Thanks for joining us for the Long Beach 30. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, subscribe to us, leave us a review, and we'll see you next week, Long Beach. <laughs>